There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Today is July 12th, 2022. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan, South St. Louis born uh, and uh, raised. And across from me is Action Jackson, Ledoux born, Ledoux raised. Southside born. Uh, what? So- Southside born, Ledoux raised. You're just revealing this now? No, I think I've said I, my mom's first house was. I'm eating uh, a Cliff Protein bar on the air today. It's hot. Uh, yeah. My mom's first house was on the corner of Shenandoah, Michigan, and then uh, moved you, to Webster. You, you weren't born at you were born in Shenandoah, Michigan. That's where my first two years of life were spent. Really? Yeah, Shenandoah, Michigan, I and mean, then we talked about this. I honestly have completely forgotten. I just can't believe that. Yep, Shenandoah. I mean, that's that's kind of legit. Yeah, Shenandoah, Michigan, first two years. Then we moved to Webster. And then we, of course, moved to Olivet, where I was spent the majority of my life. Huh. So Southside born, Ledoux raised. All right. Well, a real American success story. Oh, my God. <laughs> we were witnessing the American dream today on the podcast. Uh, thank you to all of our sponsors who make it possible. Boy, this, this eating the Cliff Protein Bar. We, here, here's the deal. Honesty and media. Sure. Jackson and I do a program called The Morning After. Yep. Uh, it airs on 105.7 HD2, brag, from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central Time. I know a lot of you are in California and New York. And then uh, then we do a program on 101 ESPN from 10 to 11 Central Time. And then I have about, what would you say, 20 minutes mm-hmm. of downtime. Yep. And then I oftentimes am doing a sound story. Yep. Which I was talking with one of my business partners in after doing a sound story today, which I just got done with. And I said, I love doing these things. I love doing these things. Um, and he goes, really? You still do? I go, my God, I, do, I swear. I said, I did three in one day last week, and that was after doing four hours of radio. Yeah, yeah. I really do, just like I love doing the podcast. I don't know what's going on. I just know that I do. I, the, the lady I just interviewed, Dolores. Wonderful. Who is a huge Clippers fan, yep. born and raised in rural Illinois, now lives in Southern California, and loves the Clippers and is ninety, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, the, that's such a great. How zag, great is that? How, a what a wonderful curveball to not be a, just a huge NBA fan, but not but not the Lakers, which is you know South Southern California's pride and joy. Amen. But the clip show. She's clip showing. That's yep. incredible. I mean, it was. I just I love doing these, and for whatever reason, and we're not really sure why, but uh, we're happy certainly that we're doing them. I wouldn't say daily, but in the three to four times a week. Uh, and if you're interested in ordering one, you and you hate me, it'd be kind of weird if you hate me and you're listening to this. Although I absolutely, there's not a doubt in my mind that that's going on. No doubt. Uh, go to mysoundstory.com. But if you hate me uh, and don't want me involved in your family, now that might be a lot of you that not want me involved in your family. I understand that. Uh, you can have Doug do the interview. Have learned do the interview. And Jackson, you did one yesterday. Yeah. It was How awesome. did it go? So awesome. I really, really enjoyed it because it's more—it's so much more of a conversation than it is like an interview. Yeah. So you just kind of get to hear people's life story, and with that, you hear so much wisdom. And I've sat in on a lot of the sound. Yeah, you've stories. probably sat in on seventy-five to hundred at this yeah, point. Yeah, I've me. sat in, but to do it myself and kind of lead it and kind of structure it. Yeah. 
uh, and have that conversation, really make that connection with the person I did it with was. Uh, you follow my playbook. You write your own playbook. Be honest with me. I want to know. I'm I like, took. If not, I'll go back. And I'll listen. I'll I, listen. I took some from yours, and I kind of branched out my own, asked my own kind of mm, questions. So but, you don't like what I do? No, I, I started out the exact way you always start out. Um, and that's basically that's the hardest part is getting the ball rolling, and once it does, it's so easy. It's I natural. start out just so people know by talking about myself for about an hour. Right. Right. The, and then I go now. <laughs> What's your deal? Now that I've and broken then that's in. it. Yeah. And then I just start playing on my phone. <laughs> I post on the fan page. Yep, playing, so that's what I do. Playing Tetris. Uh, it is awesome. I love doing them. And by the way, and this is not, we. I, I was also saying to Jackson that we have so many questions mm-hmm. that are coming in. You can always send questions in, tmckernan inside stl.com. Jackson loves it because... Uh, we have a sales meeting at 2 today, yep. and so that means I'm on the clock. Although, as we saw a couple of weeks ago, we came back after the sales meeting and kept going. Little intermission. Don't, don't, don't be alarmed if that happens again, although That's today right. it's a beautiful day, and uh, the, the, the quest for compression... Um, continues so yep. that, that that's probably what it's going to happen so this will probably be i will i would say you're safe today because we have 50 minutes and i see a couple of the questions that i'm going to go into and i think you're safe but with that said send your questions in team mckernan inside stl.com i know we've taken a couple of exit ramps here why did i bring up the cliff bar thing because of the schedule and then after i got done with the sound story i knew we were recording the podcast uh, one of our directors of sales, or mm-hmm. our general sales manager, Kelly Hanna, wanted to, t- uh, to meet with me real quickly after I got done with the sound story, and I knew we were doing the podcast, and then we have the sales meeting. So my only way to eat is to now, I guess, basically do it while on the air, which is the worst, to me, the most annoying thing you can do. I was mid-bite. It's the last bite I will take. I will enjoy an occasional beverage, my mm-hmm. water, my bottle of water, but I will not. I will not do any more dining. Point being... We got a lot going on, but I enjoy it. I'm not going, fuck. Right. I enjoy it, even though it is as much as it is. I guess it's, di- I mean, certainly different things. I mean, TMA is certainly different than Balloon Party. Yeah. And Balloon Party and TMA are different than Sound Story. Yeah. And all of it is different than this podcast. And yeah. you have a sales meeting and occasional meetings with clients or whatever, and that's what you have. So I enjoy it. We're just super busy. But the people are responding. I'm not sure what's happened, but Jackson, over the last few weeks, probably the deep dives into TMA and Morning Grind history, I think that's probably what did it, Yeah, uh, got people sending in uh, emails. And I got this one. I don't know if you saw it. It was sent in just half hour ago. And I, Oh, it was only sent to me, so you probably didn't see it unless you're hacking into my shit. Right, which I did. Oh, so you did see it. Uh-huh. I listen to TMA all the time and really enjoy it. It feels really great to laugh so hard. Today I listened to the Tim McKernan show for the first time and started with episode 500. It was really wonderful to listen to the dialogue between you and Jackson. I just wanted to thank you for all the hours of entertainment you and the guys have provided. You put together some real magic cheers. And that comes from Karen Tyler. Karen Tyler. Karen Tyler. Thank you, Sending Karen. it via the app. Thank you, Karen. Thank That's you, a, Karen. And I thought that would be uh, sent to all of us, but it was just sent to me. So anyway, uh, yeah, and, and people now kind of like trying to see if they can reel me in with a deep dive request. Mm-hmm. And I have one that I think, I think I will probably serve the appetizer to the deep dive in today's show. Uh-huh. Episode 502, am I correct? Yes, 502. Um. And then my guess is what's going to happen is a bunch of people are going to send in other memories that I forget with serving the appetizer on the topic. Mm. Um, well, oh, hell, I'll, uh, I'll, I, I'm going to go to two things today. I think that's going to get me to uh, 
and get me to the sales meeting. All right. So here's what we got. Uh, thank you to the sponsors who make the whole thing possible. Uh, the morning after, uh, I'm sorry, I don't know why I did that. I got a text from Wellington as, as I was going into <laughs> uh, design error. We call that muscle memory is what it's, just it's, it's, I mean, it's, it took it's, over. That's uh, he, he. I mean, here's what he sent me. Just, just literally, as I was going into all the sponsors, me and Nagel. He's, I guess, already out in Tahoe. Wow, quick. Um, Chris Nagel, uh, golfer from St. Louis, has qualified yet again, and is kind of becoming like this phenomenon in the golf world that he keeps qualifying to these things. Me and Nagel are talking about the shirt I was wearing the other day when you hit the flop shot. What color was it? Uh, <laughs> What? Oh, my God. I believe it was purple is what I'm writing back. Mm. See, this is what's going to happen now. Now I'm going to get into this story, and we're going to be gone. Oh, we're going to yeah. be gone. We don't even get to any of the questions. We're, I mean, yeah, it's just going to be... Because I was thinking about telling... I got so much shit. So much... All right, this is going to lead me into... I mean, it's just... It is fucking nuts. <laughs> like, I don't... I don't go around day to day thinking I'm fucked up uh-huh. i only think it when i'm sitting in here with you like yeah. that's when i hold the mirror up yeah yeah do you think i'm crazy honestly what do you think tell me because you know you can't offend me so no it i know matter. there's some parts of you that are certainly unique i would never say crazy though yeah i guess maybe it's not especially crazy. with some of the people we've encountered there's a <laughs> crazy okay, I agree with it now that you're providing that context there's a yeah. spectrum of crazy and you're right. certainly on a, uh, the lower end of that so for example first off the home loan expert.com Studio sponsor, title sponsor, TMA, Design Air Heating and Cooling, official HVAC provider of TMA, but also the Tim McKernan Show, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, carltoninsurance.net, uh, the great Jamie Burkhardt and Clayton Patterson, Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota, and Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, evergreenstl.com. They make the podcast possible. That's where I was going when I saw the Wellington text. And by the way, on Wellington, everything is a by the way. I was text. I was monitoring the scores at the Monday qualifier yesterday, but um, a listener wanted us to come and play golf. Me and Wellington with him mm-hmm. at a fine establishment mm. on Friday, and I said, "Hey, are you good?" And he goes, "Well, I might be in Tahoe." And I go, "Oh, is Nagel in the mix?" Michael caddies for Chris Nagel. Right. Caddied at the U.S. Open three weeks ago. Caddied at the John Deere two weeks ago. And he said, yeah, he is. And I go, holy shit, let me try and track this down. And sure enough, there were two groups, groups still out in the course, but well, uh, not Wellington, Nagel was one of the top four. Uh, and the top four get to play in the PGA Tour event, and Nagel wound up holding on to that spot, so he is playing. And that was at 5.30 p.m. Central Time. You and I are talking right now at 1.16, and Wellington's already out in yeah, Tahoe. Yeah, a turnaround. Uh, that's, that was quick, fast, in a hurry. I am telling you this. Dead serious. I'm not saying it because I know the guys involved. I certainly know Michael better than I know Chris, but I've played golf with Chris and text with him regularly. Um, I he is going to win. I'm not saying he's going to win this week. Right. He's just. He's just. He's just. He's going to break through one. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's just going to. And I think other people in golf who have nothing to do with St. Louis are kind of aware of it. Mm-hmm. I still have. Have you seen odds on it? Somebody. No. I looked this morning posted on the, the show. fan page on on Facebook. About seeing odds on it, um, I really, I'm, I'm certainly going to throw money on it, just like I did with the John Deere. I'm just yeah. going to diversify it. But the problem is, he was late to show up on uh, yes, the John Deere. Exactly, because he's a Monday qualifier. Anyway, Wellington golf story. All right. Okay. Love a good Welly golf story. Okay. So I'm playing with Wellington on Saturday. 
this is for those of you. This isn't just, though, about golf. This can be applied to business. It can be applied to day-to-day life. To me, it is kind of a something that Jackson and I find with sound stories that we speak to, that you just spoke to with you leading your first one yesterday, for lack right. of a better term, is the wisdom we get from talking with these people yeah. is... I love it. I mean, it's it's invaluable. It's invaluable. Um, and you hear such wonderful things. And one of the things that I was going to say, by the way, and then I, of course, got sidetracked as I'm now sidetracking the Wellington Golf Story, is have you noticed, I'm asking you this, Yeah. how, I don't want to say 100% of the time, it's certainly not, but it's more than 50% of the time, the people in here with us who just, who know, it's a private conversation, so they're not like trying to get approval from some asshole on Twitter, you mm-hmm. know, are they speak to how, yeah, life was good in the 1950s, but, you know, a lot of people didn't get to experience it because there was a segregation or there, you know. Yeah, like very aware. Like my point on it is, is I think for a lot of people, younger people, whether they be my age or your age, younger, obviously, than I just interviewed a 90-year-old lady, uh, I think, and maybe I'm off on this, that they think or they stereotype older people as being, you know, out of touch, out of touch, bigoted. Yeah. Um, and certainly that's going on, yeah. but it's, but it's going on with young people too. And I would tell you that if anything, this has been not that I went into this going, man, I'm going to be dealing with a bunch of racists, you know, I, I, I but they go out of their way to talk about how how great it was, how great it when I One of the questions we ask behind the scenes on what goes on in Sound Story, in addition to their own individual experiences, of course, uh, it's just me basically having a conversation with people and Jackson and Learn and Doug, uh, is how have you seen the world change over the course of your lifetime? What has changed for the better and what has changed for the worse? And that is where I usually will hear how great it is that, and also with regard to, you know, LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Now they might not say it that way, right? Because that's more of a term that somebody who's younger would use. But gay rights, or it used to be, or I had a, a friend who was gay or lesbian, and they had to live in fear or something along those lines. Or you know, to see you know the the advancements in civil rights, something that when we grew up, it was just understood that this there was segregation. Right. That has been eye-opening i suppose right which i which is my own ignorance my own stereotyping of oh well you know they're gonna think this way and that it, it actually is the opposite yeah and it has been wonderful now back on the ramp the wellington golf story it's amazing how we can go yeah it's wild so we're playing and uh I have a match in our club championship in a bracket in which i do not belong under any circumstances these guys are all, I think almost all, uh, I guess there were probably 16 people in the bracket. I would say h- half to 10 of the 16 are plus handicaps, which is better than scratch. Mm-hmm. Uh, for point of reference, talking about Chris Nagel, uh, he is now a plus 7 handicap, by the way. Um, I am currently a 5 handicap. I was put in the bracket based on my handicap at the time, which was like a three, I'm now in the mid fives, I think, or I think I'm actually exactly a five now. Point being, I don't belong in the bracket. Mm-hmm. Just don't. Um, and so Wellington and I were out playing the night before I was playing my match, 
Uh, I had shocked the world, would not talk about it on the radio, because I know the gentleman who, because if, if we play 100 times, I think he beats me 95 plus of them, dead serious. And I, in a way, he's such a great guy that, and I'm sure he has caught so much shit for losing to me. Like, if he's kind of an asshole, I'd be like, ah, well, fuck yeah, off. Right. But he's such a great guy that, I, in a weird way, I feel badly. So I never would talk about it on the radio. Like, I don't even know if Iggy knows it happened, because I feel like Iggy would bring it up. <laughs> it, was a, it was a lightning strike occasion. He didn't play great. I played, for me, good. I didn't play great, great, but I played good, and he certainly didn't play. Because if he plays his best and I play my best... I don't even know if we get to like the 15th hole. It's match play. Right. So, so I, I am, I, there's an awareness of my ability at the moment because it's growth. There's no pops mm-hmm. in this flight. You know, I think in the other flights, there are people, it's net and you're getting strokes if you're, you know, three strokes different than somebody else. So in this, I am going, I'm going into the absolute, you know, cauldron of dealing with people who played most times college golf. Right. And you got me. You know, who can't fucking compress the golf ball, which is the least of their concerns. You know, it's like, okay, I think I can birdie this because the pin's here today. You know, oh, I've got to play against this dumb shit. You know, just, you know, (laughs) that's essentially it. So anyway, I've got this match on Sunday afternoon. Haven't talked about it on the radio. Won't talk about it on the radio. So I wanted to get out and play. And Wellington was like, I'll come out and play. And I'm like, oh, sweet. He's in town because Nagel didn't play this past weekend. And then we played against a couple of guys who I'm friends with. And there's a game we play, uh, a gambling game. And I guess it's kind of a hybrid of Scotch and uh, NASA. Mm-hmm. For those of you familiar with it, you know, like so you're playing a $10 NASA. So whoever wins the most holes on the front gets uh, the $10 on the front. Whoever wins the most holes in the back, $10 in the back. And then overall for all 18, $10. So you got that going on. Yep. So our game is twenty dollars. It's just on the front and just on the back. There's no 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 overall. And if there if somebody if a pairing, in this case me and Wellington is two down, there's an automatic press. So you got that going. Right, which is just a new bet. But yes, exactly. Well, that, thank you. Speaking this language like everybody understands it, even though I know if you're, you're not into golf, you've already skipped past this. Uh, then, in addition to that, uh, it's a point game, a dollar. For which of the four people to the team uh, is closest to the hole in regulation, uh-huh. uh, meaning you have a birdie putt, um, or if somebody's on for an eagle, of course. And uh, that's one point. Each point's worth $4. Two points for the team low total. So like if Jackson and I were playing and you got a par and I got a bogey and it's a par four, our score is nine. Yeah. And then if we're playing two guys and they combine for 10, even if one guy got a three and a guy got a seven, we would win. Yeah. And in that circumstance, the other team would get two points for the low individual. Mm-hmm. So then there's five points. Each point is worth a dollar. If somebody birdies, there's another point in there. And if there is a press and somebody birdies, $96, as we call it, the old 96er, goes out. Uh so it can get, it can go quickly. Get a little sweaty. Right. Now, I don't know why. Maybe it's because, again, I keep using the term crazy. I think in this case it's because of what I've done for a living that I don't, you certainly still get butterflies here and there on certain things, but I enjoy the cauldron. Yeah. I enjoy it. And then I, I think a lot of it has to do with poker, actually, probably. 
And then I enjoy even more when I recognize somebody who is now getting uncomfortable in the cauldron. Mm. I really enjoy that. That's, that's fucking demented, but I enjoy it. And so in Wellington's case, in this event on Saturday, not event, it was just four guys fucking off and playing. Uh, we lost the first three holes and I think we were down, I don't know, like a hundred or $120. Mm-hmm. And we're walking up to the fourth tee and I know he's caddied for Nagel and therefore he's getting a cut of his winnings at the U.S. Open at the John Deere. But I don't know what his financial situation is. And also he's just sitting there bullshitting with everybody about caddying in the U.S. Open, caddying at the John Deere, and we're just having a conversation. And so I feel an obligation, this being the first time he's playing this game, to just kind of like say, hey, you know, just so you know, I asked one of the guys we were playing with, uh, what's the... Uh, What's the total right now? And I think he said like 120. Uh, and obviously we lost the first three holes, so we're down three on that bet and right. down one on the, the, the new bet. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, just just so you know, we're down. And I'm like, I didn't know, I didn't want him to all of a sudden lose. God only knows what. Uh-huh. And then at the end of it, go, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah, right. So I told him. And he's he's lining up his shot, getting ready to hit his tee shot on a par three. He goes, oh, I know, a lot of golf left. And I go, there it is. Yeah. So for those of you who are not golfers who actually listened through this, and I would put that percentage, what percentage would you put that at, Jackson? 18%. Hmm, I was going to go 10. Uh, take that right there, and if you can, apply, oh, I know, a lot of golf left. Apply it to whatever yep. in life. Because that is the attitude of the guys I have played with who are at another level. Like I'm talking about, for example, him flying out to Tahoe to caddy in a PGA Tour event. That is how, and that's how Nagel, when I played with Nagel, granted it was a practice round and we were playing whatever, I don't know. But I know Nagel had to Venmo me money. Granted, he was giving me like 3,000 pops, but either way. Uh, it's like, yeah, my talent, my talent's there and I will be fine. And... Negative energy is wasted energy, and if you allow it to get into your head, it can cause you to fuck up the next hole and the next hole. And that can be applied to business, and it can be applied to life. It can be mm-hmm. applied to relationships. Yeah, it's one of those. It's one of the things that I hear in sound stories often. You know, like what's the secret? Like a lot of these people have been married 40, 50, 60 years. I go, what's the secret? You got to pick your spots. Essentially, you got to compromise. Yep. And now, having been married for more than a decade, I think about the stuff, and I go, yeah, I kind of like. It's like, yeah. I, She's just not in a good mood, or she's watching a five-month-old, and mm-hmm. you know, got we got a four-year-old. I can understand why she wouldn't necessarily be in an upbeat mood. I can't take it personally. It's just it is what it is. And probably in ten minutes, it won't be a thing. But right. if I like go, what the hell's going on? Now we've we've taken something and we've turned it into something that otherwise would have just been a blip on the radar, so to speak. Right. So, oh, I know a lot of golf left. I mean, it was de- it was delivered in like. Yeah, I know. I think the I think the wind's coming out of the north. It was just like, yeah, I know. Thanks. Right. Thanks. Well, yeah, I mean, and I'm just like, right there. If I could ever like, what is the? Because it's not like you're asking me anyway. But from the guys I've been around who can play at that kind of level, uh, that is what I would tell you. I wouldn't say, oh, I noticed the way he putts, or oh, the way he hits his wedges, or how far he hits the ball. That. Oh, I know. A lot of golf left. That. That's the difference. That's the difference. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, in poker, I would tell you that's the case. In business, that's the case because you're going to lose some. 
You can't win them all. Yep. You cannot win them all. So don't get fucking batshit if when you lose. If anything, a lot of people who get to play at a higher level respect the fact that you even got to the level or you even tried in the first place because it takes a level of courage to do that. Yeah. So that little anecdote, uh, it, I'm just like, God, I'm like, that's it. You know, I mean, because in my mind, I'm like, fuck, I don't know if he knows what he signed up for. Right. You know, I know when we're down in Jupiter, I feel like he's like, oh, I can't play today. I got a game over in Naples or something, so we'll drive across the state and... You know, and I assume they're not, he's not driving over there for like a $10 NASA. You know what I mean? Right. But I got him into this. I think he thought it was just going to be like, well, I'll play before you kind of like a practice round for you and we'll just screw off. And now all of a sudden there's, you know, you're down 120 bucks in a half hour and you're just out having a leisurely stroll talking about (laughs) the U.S. Open. I feel a moral obligation. And then sure enough, we wound up winning money without even, you know, you know, because, because for him, of course, but. Uh, yeah, take that, do with it what you want. All right, Jackson, here's what we got. It's it's one thirty, so we got a half hour for these questions. Yeah, let's knock them right out. Yeah, here we go. Sure we will. Hey, Tim, it seems like you have had a pattern of getting into a hobby, working very hard to become great at it, and then end up having some regret due to your dedication to said hobby. You became great at poker. I don't know if I would call myself great, but I certainly made money. You became great at poker, but you have mentioned it had a negative impact on your previous marriage and your dedication to working out ended up with a serious shoulder injury. So my question is, do you have concerns you will end up having some regret with your current interest of golf? Do you think golf is different than your previous interest or are you making steps in your life to not overdo it with golf? I hope this email doesn't come off as rude. It's just an observation I've noticed. It's from the Hunchback of On Castle. Jackson, before I uh, before I tend to this question, mm-hmm. your observation on the question and anything that you can relate to, and also a chance for me to move the microphone away and take a bite of my yeah, no, that's a good move. That's yeah. a good move right sure there. Move. Savvy move. Yeah, a veteran move, yeah. truly. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. You know, it's tough for me to answer that um, for you. What I'll say is that the the dedication. Well, if, if you found it with yourself. I'm not oh, asking okay. you to comment on <laughs> I mean you're welcome to comment on my life. No, but, I'm but, good. Yeah. Um me personally, like I don't ever like I've I've you know, kind of balanced everything in my life to a point where it's like it's tough for me to dedicate like certain times of my life towards golf or any hobby I have. Um and I don't necessarily like the like if I really like something, like I'll I love it and I just do it all like I I've played golf every single weekend since it got warm enough to play golf, just because I love playing golf and hanging out with my friends. Um, so I'll always do that. Like, I never see a time in my life where I stop doing that. Um, and I would never regret it. Like, I, the money, like I look, if I look at my bank statement and look at, like, the money I spent on golf, like, I, I know it was money well spent because right. I had a good time. Like, I'll never, ever regret that. Um, you know, I spent most, most of my – every summer – and most of my high school and middle school, all that life, playing basketball. Like every summer, I went, you name a public or private school in this city, I probably went to their basketball camp as a kid. How about that? Really? U High, CBC, Chaminade, Clayton, DeSmet, Whitfield, Washu, Mizzou, St. Louis U, like all those basketball camps. I went to every single one of them. Loved every second of it. So if I find something that I truly love, I never, ever regret spending time doing it. Seriously, like I, yeah. I would never regret doing because i know i had you know some of those summers some of those basketball camps best time of my life 
times on the golf course have been some of the best times of my life. Um, but and, you are not as there's a I'm sure there's a word for it as I am with things. And at the same time, you've got 21 yes, less years. Right. You're very analytical with stuff. Like I feel like you like your the poker has had a big impact on you just from like an that analytics. That is correct. Like, that is you are commenting accurately on my life. Yeah, like that you, is true. You look at stuff more as like a, as a spreadsheet and, and percentages and stuff. So or I, to simplify it for like a decision with with life. Right, right, right. What is the upside? What is the downside? Yeah. And if something has no upside, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's walking over there to put something in the trash and it has no upside. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to, to to spend time on it. Yeah, right. It's in a way a sad, kind of a. Sad, I mean, we've made, we've made the joke about uh, Taylor on billions, right? Right, right, right. And so, in a way, it's almost a, an, and it's not that I go through life emotionless. If anything, I'm super emotional. But on like my emotions are all poured into a handful of people. Sure. Um, and not like spread thin, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think poker taught me that. I think the experiences with the show that we did certainly for those of you who did listen, now you kind of have a better understanding. Somebody sent me a, an email or DM. I don't remember which one it was talking about. Now I kind of get how why you handle things the way you do because mm-hmm. clearly there is so much going on with the show that we in the audience think we know that we had no idea about, and still you haven't even talked about a lot of it. And I'm like, oh, that's good. And I'm glad that wasn't the intention of telling the stories. But if that was a byproduct of telling the stories that, you right. know, when we say there's a lot of stuff going on that you don't know, it's it's significant stuff. It could end the show kind of things or it could end somebody's time on the show. Yeah. But the analysis is, sure, it, we'd get a lot of likes and we'd have support on social media if we talked about it. But also people would lose their jobs or yeah. the show could possibly come to an end. Yeah, seriously. And so so the analysis, when you look at it through my lens, is very easy. Mm-hmm. You don't risk the latter to get the short-term gratification of the former. Right. So specific to what the hunchback of Vaughn Castle sends in, he sent this right at the end of TMA today. Um, with poker, I do regret it. That's accurate. Um, I'll elaborate on that in a moment. The working out thing, I disagree with the premise. I'm not angry about his premise. I understand where he's coming from on it. To me, working out is, I suppose, I guess, I, I, should, I was about to say it's 100% healthy, but then I think of somebody who could become obsessed with it and their body, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like they can't, like they can't stay out of the gym, like getting to a point. So operating on the premise of some relative bell curve of moderation, that you're falling in the bell curve of the moderation. I am 100% for it. I think, for me, the mistake was, because I got into the best shape of my life, which you hear athletes say all the time, um, but I really did, uh, in 2016-17. Uh, and at that time, I'm 40. Mm-hmm. And without question. And if I would have been eating like I'm eating now and aware of eating as well as I am now, and that's not to say that I eat because I have no interest in eating perfectly, but just right. aware of caloric intake and macronutrients and their impact on your body um, and your health. And of course, it's different for me as somebody who weighs a buck 56 versus, and somebody who's like, you're what, 6'1? And I yeah. mean, I'm sure. So, you know, it just depends. It's a case by case and also just your genetics. I'd recommend working out all day long. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think working out and they think like running. And I would actually, I mean, to, again, to each their own. Maybe you can run, but that, that will have wear and tear on you. 
The thing that got me was I followed a program where it was low reps, high weight. And I think that's probably great if you wanted to do it at 24. Yeah. Yep. And even into your 30s. Oh, and yeah. probably into your 40s. But I was lifting too heavy probably for being in my 40s. The eye-opening part about it was when I went in to get physical therapy, this is before they discovered that I had this slap tear, shoulder labrum, anterior, whatever, post-labrum tear, whatever the fuck it stands for. It's a thing that Flaherty has. Um, that my physical therapist goes, what were you doing? I go, I was working out. He goes, I know, but why? And I go, because you work out. And he goes, but why? And I go, to just make sure I'm in good shape. And he goes, I get that, but you don't have to be lifting like you're lifting. I was, one day it was chest and it was heavy weights, low reps. The next day it was deadlifts. And the deadlifts. Yeah, those are dangerous. Holy shit. Like I look back and I was deadlifting again for somebody my size, a hell of a lot of weight. Squats. Yeah. Again, for somebody my size, a hell of a lot of weight. It wasn't like I'm like becoming a bodybuilder, but just it was a lot. And right. I look back on it, holy shit. And then I was, if anything, I was really in military presses because shoulders was a day. Yeah, boy. That's military presses. Ooh, really... that's high risk because the shoulder, man, I'm telling you. And then on the days where I didn't lift, but this was just because this is how I would feel good. This is how I would burn calories. It would make me feel better. It uh-huh. would make, so it was, I, I, that was my, right. that, was, that was the juice on the squeeze. On the days I wouldn't lift, I would do high-intensity interval training, and so sometimes it would be on a bike, sometimes it would be on a stationary bike, and then sometimes it would be running. And I would run, you know, sometimes i just jog for like two minutes, like at five or six on the treadmill, if you're mm-hmm. picturing a treadmill. And then I would ramp it up to like eight or nine. I mean, if there's one false step. Yeah, you're eating it. Holy shit. Yeah. And if anything, I'm, I feel lucky that the didn't happen. Well, I certainly feel lucky it didn't happen. And that what I got, which was killing me at one time when it happened in 2019, at this moment anyway, is asymptomatic. And I've seen all kinds of orthopedists on it. And they're just like, yeah, most people at some point, especially if they had some athletic background of any kind, probably by the time they're in their 40s have a slap tear. It's just usually, if you're not assuming you're not doing something where Mm -hmm. you're irritated, you just have it and you don't even know it. Right. Uh, I was, I found out about it because I continued to lift. So I do not regret the lifting. I regret the program. If I could go back, I would do it. I'm not going to mess with it now. It's just like, why mess with it? Because I love playing golf and I'm right. not going to mess with it. Uh, I would lift lower weights, higher reps. Higher reps. Yeah, yeah. But it did quickly have an impact on how good a shape I got into. Mm-hmm. And that was with still eating fairly shitty. I can't imagine like if I really wanted to right. do the right proper balances, but you know, what the hell does it matter? So I get where you're coming from, Hunchback of Castle on that. Your overall premise, it's funny that you bring it up. My wife and I went to dinner Saturday night. Um, and I don't even know. Oh, my match was the next day, the match I was talking about. And I go, she goes, and I made a bet with a guy. So this is how, this is how, did I tell you about the bet? I think mm. I did. Oh, I didn't? Maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You told okay. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I bet, you know, this guy, a great guy, I play with him a good amount, and we just have a running joke. Like, if I have, like, an asinine, like, 50-foot putt, and I go, what would you give me if I make it? And, he goes, and he'll just joke, three to one, when, mm. of course, the percentage is more likely, like, for real, you drop down 100 balls, how many times am I rolling it in? Two. Yeah. So, you know, the math, therefore, is 50 to one. So... It's just a running joke. And I go, okay, how much would you give me if I beat the guy I was playing mm-hmm. who played, you know, Big Ten golf? Right. Uh, you know, 
and is a plus handicap. And he jokingly said three to one. And I said, yeah, that's, a, that's a, sure, absolutely. I beat him 33% of the time. And I go, how about this? What if I bet 100 bucks and you give me 10 to one if I win? And he goes, I'll do that. He goes, now, you can't tell him just on the off chance he'd tank and then you guys chop up a 1,000. Yeah, yeah, And each get, I go, that nah, wouldn't happen. He wouldn't do it anyway. And I said, I'm not doing it. I won't say anything. And so, so therefore, I had that motivation out there. It's not, like, it's not like I was... So anyway, we're and Anna Marie goes, my wife Anna Marie, she goes, now just to be clear, you're not like under the impression now you're going to win. I said, oh, absolutely not. Right, right, right. <laughs> I have the same mindset I had, which was the, in the first match I had, I just want to get to the 12th tee box. Yep. I don't want to get Stephen Ames, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods played Stephen Ames in a match and he beat him nine and eight. He smoked. <laughs> it was after Ames was kind of like talking shit a little yes, bit, right? Which probably played a role in it. Yeah, he would have spared him yes. a little. He would at least let him get to the back yeah, nine. Yeah, yeah. So, no. I mean, it's, you know, so, so, in, and I don't know what else. I said, I'm, I'm hitting my irons so terribly. I have no idea. And you played with me last week. Mm-hmm. And just for the fuck of it, I thought, I'll try and hit a hybrid from like 175, which normally would be like a six or seven iron for me. I mean, for some guys, it's an yeah. eight yeah. or nine even. Uh and I'm like taking half swings with a hybrid. And I'm like, to Santa Jackson, it's hybrid season, you know. Uh, and I played with guys on Sunday in this match uh, who were hitting nine irons, you know, on a, I don't even know what it was, I think a 185-yard hole. I mean, it's God. just, it's a different, It's a, obviously, it's a different level of talent. There is an awareness. There was an awareness beforehand, but there certainly was an awareness when I was out there even more so. Like, I'm just not as good as them. Mm-hmm. And you're at peace with that. It's not like... Like when I see somebody like you who's taller than me, I don't go, motherfucker, you know, I got to get taller. It's just, it is the yeah, situation, right. you know, and whatever. Um, now, with that all said, she goes, you and golf, it's just, so, you're just fucking unbelievable. And I, she goes, what would you do if you didn't have golf? And I go, what would I do if I didn't have poker? And I go, that's the thing. I said, I was listening to Howard Stern. And I said, I, he, he became obsessed at one point with photography mm. and then he moved on to painting. Mm-hmm. And I said, it's the way that I'm wired. Right. I'm not saying it's good, by right. the way, as a matter of, she goes, well, yeah, what would it, I said, what would it be? She said, what would it be like if you were just a guy who went to work and came home and barbecued and had a beer and sat out in the backyard. I said, well, first off, you wouldn't have married me. Mm-hmm. I know that, number one, <laughs> because you'd be bored out of your mind. And number two, I said, I'm not, I, I'm not capable of that. Yeah. But I, I got to be honest, it sounds really good. That sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah. I, and how does that sound to you? Because I, I think you've you got to certainly be closer to that yeah. than my shit. Well, you sound like Robert De Niro in the movie Heat, where you're like, barbecue and ball games what's the fun in that (laughs) i need to i need to break into this precious metals department and steal all this money but um well it's always always balance i mean that's just what it always is there's times to be hyper focused and do what you want to do and there's times where you're just relaxing yeah i just for whatever reason i don't know what i another little anecdote uh and this probably was right when i was working out with my slap tear uh, Andy Van Slyke, I don't say Andy Van Slyke and I worked out together 
we would happen to work out at the same time at the same location right. and we knew each other. You were lifting heavier, of course. Thank you for saying it because yeah. I, I didn't want to really embarrass him, but here we are. So he would come over occasionally and he's very, he's been on the podcast and I've known him for a long time. And he always would be complimentary. He enjoys taking shots of the Cardinals and he always would say, he wouldn't go, the media in the town is soft. <laughs> But he go, God, I said, listen to these guys. And it's like, is everybody on the Cardinals payroll? Like, how do they not see that this is wrong and this is wrong? He goes, you at least have the nerve to say it. And I go, well, I'm not really, I don't think it's like, a, I'm making an observation about a baseball team. I'm right, not really right. like, you know, doing anything really courageous. Yeah, but yeah. if it if it stands out to you, I appreciate the compliment. So we would wind up bullshitting. You know, and it would, I'm sure for him, he's actually on a schedule working out because mm-hmm. he, you know, whatever he is, he's in his 60s and built like a brick shit house, yeah. And we'd be bullshitting. And and I go, I don't want to do that because I'm playing golf. And he goes, Oh, you're playing golf. And I go, Well, look at you. I mean, you can you can't you can't like move. You're so ripped. I go, <laughs> yeah. I have zero interest in that, nor do I have the genetics to be able to do it anyway. Right. And I go, and I remember playing golf with you like in two thousand three and you were obsessed with it. And I go, What happened to that? He goes, Well, I became a scratch golfer, I won my club championship, and then I moved on to something else. And I go, Yeah. That's <laughs> we got the same shit going on, except right. you got to play major league baseball at an incredibly high level. You know, and I'm fumble fucking around. Yeah. But it's a trait. I'm sure some of you listening to this, and not probably a lot of you, recognize these traits. And maybe you enjoy having them, but maybe you go, oh. Or more of you are probably going, God, that sounds like kind of a miserable way to live. It's not miserable, but when 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 it's presented like in this email, the Hunchback of Von Castle presents it. Um, I, I, the golf thing, I don't regret. And here's, here's how I separate the golf thing from the poker thing. The poker thing was isolation mm-hmm. in front of a computer. Cause yeah. that's how I played. I mean, I certainly played in the, in the world series of poker in Las Vegas, but it's not like that's social. I mean, if anything, it is really antisocial. Yeah. It's just it awkward is a lot of socially awkward people yeah. who are math geniuses. Like if you think I'm fucking crazy. Yeah. You can't imagine it probably because you haven't done it, but it's it's math geniuses. A lot of people are from overseas. A lot of people from take your pick of whatever from Russia, from Scandinavian, Scandinavian nations, Pacific Rim who don't speak English, and or or just like younger people with headphones on who are just like basically calculating figures and so much Adderall. (laughs) Oh, so and that's exactly right. I mean, it's an Adderall fest, but it's isolation. Uh, also, if I ran deep in a tournament and I did, it's 12 hours. Yeah. It's mostly folding, folding cards. Truly mostly folding cards. Yeah. Uh, and even if you make the right decision, and for those of you who listened to TMA today where Iggy revealed he folded pocket aces (laughs) pre-flop. Pre-flop. I really, I usually jokingly throw a bottle in the one-on-one studio just to play into the sports talk radio thing. I actually did throw my protein shake thing against the wall today when he... (laughs) I heard some loud crash. I wonder what I wonder what it was. And then the best was the thing that I have used. I know on this podcast. Oh yeah. And I was it was nine forty, so I knew we were short on time. I, how many times have I said it's like a guy who calls with King Jack and wins? Yeah. And then goes, but it was the right play because I won. Right. And then he said I folded, and then a Jack came, so I would have lost. So it was the right play, and and you know I had to be in here. Yeah. Like fighting every urge and. I was like, because like, I'm sure there were a lot of people listening to it. Oh, I guess he was right, and right. I'm going. Ah. I I was I was 
going like, well, we're either going to bypass email today and, and he's going to get into it or he's going to abort and we'll just do and we'll just let it sit there. <laughs> I chose to abort. Right. And I think it was the right move. Oh, my. Because why? What, what am I going to do? And then on top of it, it's like I'd be talking down to him and I don't want to do that. Right. And, and right. it's like I'm going to change his mind. No, no. You no. know, and, and, and the whole scheme of things also, who gives a shit? But dead serious, I probably, which is not a brag, if anything, I'm a little embarrassed by it, have played 100,000 hands of poker. Mm-hmm. I would think at least, actually, probably we might be in the million land. And I have never, nor have I ever, heard of anybody folding pocket aces preflop. Right. I suppose if I wanted to create a scenario in which it may have happened, you're on the bubble at the World Series of Poker main event, and there's three people in the pot and you have pocket aces, and yes, you're obviously ahead because there's no way you can't be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think even if if somebody else had pocket aces and then somebody had pocket kings and somebody had pocket queens, you're still mathematically ahead. Right. Uh, just to chop a pot, that that might be a scenario in which somebody might go, God, fuck, yeah. and fold. Not when you drive out to Ameristar to play a 2-4 game. <laughs> Yeah, in that situation, you press. Oh my God! You 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 can't shove those chips in. It's quick just, enough. but but either way, the poker thing also, in addition to being isolation, it's not like my wife, uh, whether it be my first wife or Anna Marie, who was around for part of it, around for a few years of it, not much of it, relative to you mm-hmm. know, the last uh, we've been together now since two thousand eight, but um, inevitably. There can only be one person who wins those things. Now you can still cab finished third, and I think my biggest cash on Poker Stars. I know I won my seat to the World Series main event in t- 2008 on Poker Stars, and that was ten thousand dollar buy in plus like twenty five hundred in cash. I think I, my biggest cash was something in the twenty thousands, and that was for finishing third, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, but I was mostly a tournament player more than a cash game player. And I'm not even going to bother attempting to, to distinguish between the two. Point being, you have to just sit there and go through the whole process. And it takes forever. And then when you get knocked out, and a lot of times you're all in with an ace-king and they got queens or jacks and it's a coin flip and now you're essentially playing heads or tails and you get knocked out, you're, mo- you're, not, you're not in a good place no. then. And you've been by yourself sitting in front of a laptop. And therefore now that whoever is around, i.e. your significant other, sure. is now... Bearing the brunt, not that I'm sitting there raging, but obviously I'm not in a good place because no. after all this time, a quote-unquote mathematical bad right. beat, even though it's probably 51-49, 51% 49, 51 to 49%, or even 60% to 40%, or even 75% to 25%, one out of four isn't a bad spot to be in. It's not where you want to be, but it's not like it's unheard of. Now you're not in a good place. And so that part I absolutely regret and how I was all in, no pun intended on it. What I don't regret at all is how it taught me about the proper way to think through things, which is if you quote unquote, get it in good, if you make the right decision, but it doesn't work out, that doesn't all of a sudden now change it to you made the wrong decision. Gambler's fallacy. And that is what Iggy was saying. Right. Iggy made the wrong decision, but because he would have lost the hand, in his mind he made the right decision. And that is not how right. the probability works. Right. The odds didn't change because he, right. he lost the hand. And so, but 
either that is crystal clear to people listening right now or it's not. And I, it doesn't matter if you I, I don't care. There's nothing you can say. It's, 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 it's math. Yeah. This isn't something we can go back and forth on. This is actually uh, the way that it is. Uh, all right. I got to make sure that I do this because I promised that I would do a second question. And this is going to set the table. This could set the table for episode 503, which could be a glorious deep dive. Ooh. We might have to bring somebody in for it. Ooh. There is so much intentional and unintentional comedy from Girl Next Door events. <laughs> Jackson's now happy. To fights, to weigh-ins, to the AFC-NFC watch parties. I think it would be hilarious walk down memory lane such as your morning grind deep dive was. And I could not agree more. That's a great I don't great know if the question. person wants me to identify who sent it in. If you listen to this podcast, you would know, but I just I, I can't imagine this person would care, but just for the sake of it, I will I will withhold until get, I get clearance. Not that it will really change anything outside of you'll just know who's a listener. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd rather kind of set the table. We'll go into a deep dive on it. I can go I, I can I can go deep diving on girl next door. <laughs> I can go deep dive. I mean deep diving. Deep, deep, deep. It might, it might be better than any of the other ones that we did within the last couple of months. Yeah, I can't believe I never thought of that. That's a yeah, really tip of the good cap one. to this person. When, when this person sent me this yesterday, so he was just asking me about something else. He goes, by the way, I got a deep dive email coming. And then he sent it over. And I'm like, oh, wow. So the issue is, like, it's going to take some of the listeners and probably, like, producer Joe, probably my wife, because uh-huh. she worked there. Um who else was really involved in it? Oh, God, the photographers. Uh, I mean, there is there's a lot there. Now, how the whole thing started, I will say this. Here is, here is where I will leave it. Uh, and for real, email them in. And I will, because, you know. Now, by the way, I'm, I'm just, just talking like everybody knows. I mean, you were fucking nine, man, when I started right. these things. right. You might have been eight when we started the concept, but TMA and what the girl next door was, the girl next door was my idea. I deserve credit or blame, whatever one you want to assign, because uh, we started inside STL.com, and I thought, and I and it worked, and honestly, I would do it again. I don't really fucking care. Bring it back? I would bring it back. Oh. I would, br- I would bring it back now. My reason for saying that is I would bring it back now because I'm not like, oh, I hope I don't get canceled you know right that was like a that was like a cat that was like an impression of the cat doing an impression of a media member by the way (laughs) and i don't know why i broke into it i'm a media member man (laughs) because i you know because i kind of feel like i'm going to get canceled anyway i don't know what it's going to be but it's happening it's going to happen more than likely retroactively yes i would agree with that because i'm kind of a boring father now but uh yeah, I'd bring it back because I don't. I still don't think there's anything wrong. Now, if I were picking up, you know, and holding women hostage after their right. shifts at the Fairview Heights Hooters right. to pose, that's a different thing. Everybody's willingly doing, getting a photo shoot, and then coming to the events and having fun. Mm-hmm. So there was nothing wrong with it. And I would do a guy next door, and I think we tried to do it. Wow, the submissions for that. <laughs> <laughs> I might still have some of them saying. We had a TMA Live, and there was what, the, like the international boy whore or something <laughs> came. It was like dressed in like a diaper. I don't remember. I remember he sent us a, he like came up and showed me a picture. I was like, oh, what the fuck is that? God. 
So it was each week, starting in the beginning of 2007, I think all the way through 2012. Uh-huh. So that's five years, Jeez. 52 weeks, a new St. Louis area. For real, these were all St. Louis area. I mean, it's probably the bar stool, whatever it is that they do. Mm-hmm. But this was our own thing. This did not come from Barstool. I, I have ripped off or imitated or whomever. Plenty of things. Howard Stern certainly being the absolute biggest influence. Joe Buck, Bob Costas, whatever. But this was my own thing. And they got a new picture, a new picture unveiled every day. This is obviously pre-Instagram. Um, and then at the end of the month, we would have a party at a local place, just depended on the place. And whoever got the most votes, obviously it drove traffic, mm-hmm. won $500. And at the end of the year, we did a big one for each one who won their month. And whoever won, I think, got either 5000 or 2500 So as you can imagine, they're packed. Yeah. And we would have judges, and we'd have, so we'd have Mickey Carroll <laughs> <laughs> from The Wizard of Oz, a munchkin from The Wizard of Oz. A munchkin thing. Rich Gould, uh, Caden Cross. Uh, Calvin May was a judge. Oh, my God. I mean... Just like the cast and character. This is... I'll tell you something. I am proud of this. Yeah. So take me out. Send me to Jupiter quicker than I'm planning on going. It's fine. I don't fucking care. I would do it again. There was nothing wrong with it. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Nothing. If anybody had anything done against their will, then it's wrong. Right. But either way, the shit that went on with these things, and I'm not ever going to name names ever, ever, ever. Uh, but to get it off the ground and what went on, um, yeah, and I, you know, not, I mean, I guess I was married, so you certainly would hope this is the case, but it's not like I was ever, I don't know what the phrase is, dipping the pen in the company ink, so ah, to speak. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, um, yeah. but it was, it, there was some, there was, I mean, this, yeah, this will be good. This right. might be, this might be a two-parter. I don't know. I don't know who to even bring in on it. Uh, to talk about it. I mean, producer Joe might be a good one. If I, heard, I would love to hear Projo <laughs> talk about this because he does not hold back. Yeah, there's another guy who just kind of passed the point of giving a fuck. Oh, way And it might, be, it might be good. He won't be able to somehow leave Iggy out of it, yeah. I know, but... But it'll all be great. So there's look. a deep tease. What do you want to hear on it? Because I want to focus on that because, yeah, right. the, the fights... Uh, that's not as good, actually, even though you might think it's better. It's it's not as good. The girl next door stuff. That's a that's a nice deep dive. Send them in, T McKernan at InsideSTL.com. J- uh, Jackson and I have a sales meeting. Jackson, how excited are you? One fifty nine, and we're gonna end it. This is outstanding. I mean, you just gotta be the happiest guy in town right yeah, now. Yeah, really glad we did it today. Yeah, there you go. Jackson's happy. I had a heart out. Uh, the table is set though for next week. T McKernan at InsideSTL.com. What do you want to hear about him? I'll, I'll go into anything. I don't know if I can care. I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> girl we next need door to get deep dive in here next. Week on the Tim McKernan Show. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. From the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, this has been another edition of the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.